0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Freeball, the Volleyball Podcast. Firstly, thank you so much for all of your support, comments, likes, listens. It's getting more popular as we go on and it's because of you guys. So please just make sure you keep commenting and make sure that you keep interacting with us. It's just Louis with you today. Cam, unfortunately, uh, can't make this recording as we were up late doing some interviews with some very very good players last night we won't tell you who they are but we're excited for what's coming in the future before we explain about today's guest who's not actually a volleyball player but is almost a volleyballing celebrity let's run through some of the news from the last few days or so so in world volleyball it's getting competitive and all of the world stars are really coming to the forefront of the game Zhu Ting really was on point for the Kif Bank up against ex which is a game that we were covering very closely due to the fact that we've had Lonicus Slochez, Tiana Boscovic and Jordan Larson on the show. But it was Zhu Ting who scored 24 points as the Kif beat ex And that means that they've beaten each other in the league, one apiece this year. Giovanni Guidetti was very, very happy with his team, but also said ex didn't really play that well, also for ex Akabasi, they won in the Champions League earlier on that week as well. So, tough week for both teams Champions League and League games. But for Kifbank, we're flying. Other news, which is a great result no surprises uh, for Bartosz Kurek picking up an MVP um, in the Polish League as Oniko Warsaw beat Zaxa 3 1. On the road, away from home, which is a great result because Zaxa were flying until that is still a little bit off the pace, but they did win three-two over Alun Vertu. Water <laughs> was try and pronounce this one, Zakharovski. Maybe I've got that wrong, but overall, another really entertaining week. Maxim Mikhailov was MVP of the Nations League in 2018. He's still scoring points. Zenit Kazan is still winning. In Russia, and they're they're at the top of that Super League as well. Uh, in other news, well, in Italy, Valentina Terosi, 18 points, and Castello, 17, meant that Amoco actually beat Navarra in the top league of women's volleyball in Italy as well. So that's a huge result for them. Castello looking to build, well, building form, so to speak going into the international stages as well. And it's also Champions League time and it's business time for the likes of Omoko and Navara as well. So there's some news and some results for us on the forums. It's all been kicking off as well. People talking about time games and how that would sit in modern day volleyball. Keep talking on that discussion on Volley Country because it's pretty interesting to see what you guys are coming up with. Time games, can you see... A little bit of a change in the rules after the Indian Premier League started, or it's just finished, sets to 15, is that something that works for you guys when it comes to world volleyball? Let us know, let us know your opinion and what you think of the rule changes going forward. Anyway, today, me and Cam, or Cam and I, caught up with one of the biggest volleyballing stars in the world. No joke, not a volleyball player, but somebody who's started from scratch and built something quite incredible. Volleywood is the world's biggest blog and Ace Calabero is volleyball's biggest blogger with over 800,000 followers and likes on Facebook. We caught up with Ace just on all of his knowledge, how he got into it, how he built a database of knowledge that he's got, and some of the stories that he's picked up on the road as well. So this is Mining Camp's interview from a couple of weeks ago with Ace Calabrero, AKA Volleywood. Enjoy. Right, so Ace, or Volleywood, welcome to Freeball, the, the volleyball podcast. It's amazing to have you. You're a talented man who has built such a brand that you're almost a celebrity yourself within the game. Yeah. Which is a, a no, tip to
1: be But no, thanks for having having me, guys. It's it's a pleasure to to guest uh, on your podcast. And yeah, thanks for having me again.
2: Now, um, tell uh, the listeners who might not know what volleyball is. Well, explain to them what it is.
1: Okay, so I think the simplest way i could describe Bollywood, it would be the news and entertainment capital of the volleyball world and home of the best volleyball fans so to elaborate more it's kind of like how do i say this i think my niche is that Bollywood is more of like a the hollywood of volleyball like it has all these different um branches like you know, I cover tournaments. I cover the lifestyle of the players, and of course, of the sport. Uh, any breaking news, any weddings, any you know, someone just gave birth.
0: Were you there? Do you get front row seats when they give birth? <laughs> uh, no, not really.
1: But so yeah, it's kind of like that. Like Hollywood, Bollywood. So volleyball and Hollywood equals Bollywood. You know really? what I
2: mean? Well, we. Uh, it's it's good. I think we sort of share a bit of a, a you know a mutual vision that we want to improve the sport and get it bigger and stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I have lots of respect because, I don't know, is it your full-time job? No,
1: no, no, it's not. I have a full-time job in the real estate industry here in California, but it's like a
0: hobby to me. That's incredible because I, I look at how much work you pump out on a weekly basis and how many articles you do. It's it's crazy, like you must be on it all the time or have you got other people working for you or?
1: No, it's it's all me. Everything that you guys read, everything that you guys see, the content on all the social media pages or networks on Bollywood, I, I, I create all of them.
2: Wow. So are you like are you literally doing this in all your spare time?
1: Yes. And the <laughs> thing with me is that if I like doing it, then I could care less about the time. As long as I get to do what I like, then I'm okay with it.
0: That's awesome. What what was it that you sort of sat there and went, I need to do something or start something based on this sport? Like, do you play or did you just have an idea?
1: No. So, believe it or not, I've been doing this for 10 years. So,
0: yeah.
1: it's been unstopped blogging for 10 years. And the brief history um, of Bollywood is that back in 2009, I was actually writing about my volleyball friends here in the bay area and the uh, style was like a magazine kind of um uh what do you call this style so i would email all my friends and tell them uh, what's going on about the lives of our friends and then um for some reason i can't remember what exactly happened but i think it was during myspace if you guys still remember yeah. myspace um, that I posted something on Myspace, and I was friends with American player, Brooke Billings. He is now retired. And I think one of the things that he said, or the main suggestion that he had about what I was doing to my friends was that, hey, why don't you start doing something for the national team, for the USA national team? I thought about it, and that's how it slowly started, uh, you know, writing about USA volleyball. And then I just started branching out to international volleyball and the rest of the history. So here I am, the world's largest blog.
2: Yeah, that's incredible.
0: That's now, well, that's, that's awesome. You. That now, is proper selfless, a selfless act yeah. of volleyball heroicness. Would that be would that be right? Yeah,
2: but like, yeah. So I keep going back to the time thing. You <laughs> write all these massive articles and they're all really detailed. So that must mean that you're watching like, tons of volleyball or, you know, like, reading tons of stuff about volleyball as well?
1: I do, yes. I kind of have a list of international volleyball websites, especially, you know, let's say for Brazilian volleyball, I follow the CB Volley uh, pages, uh, USA Volleyball, the FIVB, European uh, Volleyball, all of these. And also, I have friends uh, all around the world who shoot me messages about what is going on or if it's, like a breaking news type of um, thing then yeah so i am so lucky i'm so blessed to have all these connections um you know different
0: parts of the world unreal what do you have to do you feel like you have to sacrifice anything to do this this job
1: to be honest no i've never thought that way since day one which is good because i think that once i feel like i'm sacrificing a part of my life then it won't it won't be as fun as it is now. You know what I mean. It's it'll be totally different. So to answer your question, no, I never felt I sacrificed anything. As a matter of fact, I feel very um, fulfilled uh, each time I put something out there for the sport and of course for the fans.
0: Yeah, man, that's that's really cool. You're 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 a legend for that. Like congratulations, yeah. you have built something phenomenal off of your love. For the game. Cheers. Uh,
2: cheers. Yeah. Now do you do you see this becoming your full time job or is that like would that be the goal? Is like would you like that to happen?
1: Uh not really. So this is how I answer that question because I've been asked with that question for a few times now and consistently I always tell them that since I started Vollywood as a hobby, I plan to kind of move forward with it in that way or in that still like a hobby because to me like once it becomes a business there are more responsibilities and also when let's just say when money starts coming in you kind of tend to change and the thing too is that money changes people money changes people and I'm not saying all people change because of money but for the most part you know once we start making X number X amount of money then it, it kind of changes and I don't want to be in that bubble like you know what hey I'm running Bollywood as a business I need to make a lot of money I need to you know reach out to all these brands or to, to anyone just to kind of run it as a business so at this point I don't see myself running it as a business so it remains as a hobby the way it has been since 2009
0: that's that's really admirable yeah, it's I, amazing. I'm, yeah I'm super impressed um, yeah. I mean,
1: if I really wanted to run it as a business, I could have done it, uh, what, uh, six or seven years ago when, you know, I was probably could be the only uh, volleyball page that, that's doing what I do now. Uh, but no, it hasn't really, uh, I, I don't know, it hasn't really been that, uh, what do you call this, uh, a plan for me to, to, to fulfill or to achieve.
2: So yeah, yeah is
0: the thing. You have like eight hundred thousand uh, likes on Facebook, and you have a massive following. That's that's impressive. So it, it's
2: it's it's working. Did you did you expect it to get that big?
1: No, no. <laughs> you guys ever since I uh, started it, every time I reached like from one like to a hundred likes, I was so happy. I I you know what I, I used to care so much about the number of likes that i would get on a daily basis this was in 2009 2010 2011 but since i started seeing um it continued to grow i i stopped caring about the likes to be honest and it's yeah like 760 something likes at this point or followers it's it's way beyond my imagination way beyond my expectations so i kind of just separate myself from thinking about the number of likes like nowadays it's not really the number of likes i just kind of it you know what it doesn't really uh what do you call this like it's not uh it doesn't bother me or it's not like a goal for me to get a lot of likes you know what i mean like it's i stopped it's not like i stopped caring it's just that i stopped kind of paying attention to it
2: that's but, impressive yeah. we we still uh Louie and I both check the likes every day, probably a few times a day. Yeah. See, you know, we've got like 300 followers and we're like, we still, you know, when we get one more, we message each other and say we got another hey, one. Yeah.
0: But I think it's cool. Like, I, I think we're both in the same thing is that like if, like what we care about is the content and having great guests and really interesting people around. And I think you're the same. You, you put a lot of emphasis on great content from what I read on a daily basis and what I see. It's, um... It's impressive so you can tell how much you care through what you produce which is which is really admirable
1: and also thanks for the compliment I forgot to mention that my style is totally different like if you compare my uh, style of writing to the other sites or pages it's totally different it's so this is how I do it I, I want to read the way I write or I want to write it the way I wanna read it. So yeah. if I kinda of wanna make it a sensational in a sense or kind of make it trivial, then that's how I want to read it. And I really think that's my niche up to this day. So it's more like it's not like I am a what do you call it? I am not a journalist or anything. I never went to school to be a writer. It's a very personal thing, my style of writing. So I think that's just really my niche and I think that's how it's been since day one so yeah i just wanted
0: to put it out there that's awesome but i I also don't think that we um yeah i didn't study journalism or broadcasting or anything i studied coaching um and and then fell into this as a bit of a sub passion so it doesn't i don't think you have to go to school to be to be great i think that passion that you have and the creativeness that you have sets you apart and obviously your dedication is second to none like i I don't think i've gone seen I've gone to events,
1: um, I, um, what do you call this? Let's say I was at World Championships um, in 2010 and just last year uh, in Italy. I. The first thing that I would tell to someone that I meet would be, you know, I am not a journalist. I am not a professional writer. I am a blogger. You know, I wanted to kind of make... I wanted to inform them that, I, you know, I never went to school to be a writer or anything. I think it. it's just, it gives me this... Um, the edge to kind of be honest and just let them know where I'm coming from because I don't want them to have these expectations that you know what he should like you know do like a better way of writing or whatsoever if they go to my website because again it's it's my personal way of writing it's my personal style so I wanted to kind of introduce myself in that way so that they won't have this incorrect notion about my style of writing or my profession so yeah but anyways
2: oh
0: mate, you're cr- you're crushing it. <laughs> Um, Ace, tell us some stories about Bollywood. Where's, like, obviously you, you give a lot to Bollywood, But from what I see Bollywood gives you a lot back I know it gives you a lot of fulfilment But it's also giving you some trips And you're getting to go to some really cool things What have you been up to?
1: Yeah, so, um Should I
2: give
0: a timeline of where I've been since 2009? Oh, no oh, Not every single detail Do you, re- ever. do you remember <laughs> every single detail?
2: <laughs>
1: hey you know what if it's like you know those best moments in your life i think you tend to remember them for the rest of your life so but um but yeah no i i've been to many events um since 2009 and okay lewis i forgot the question now
0: (laughs) just just tell us some stories like have you ever found yourself like i remember my first world championships and this is a really funny thing to remember but I remember having a wee in the urinal next to Wallace, <laughs> and, I, and I was, and I was like, "Man, it's it's Wallace, and I'm and I'm, and I'm doing my everyday thing
2: <laughs> again with the best opposite in the world." Like, were you I, surprised that he went to the toilet? <laughs> I
0: just didn't think. Then, I just didn't think the Brazilian op- opposites urinated. <laughs> I thought they kept. They hide running. when you're like dia you or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, but, but that was. So, uh,
0: I always remember that as a start.
1: Uh, I think, well, one of the most, I'd say, unforgettable moments would have to be in 2010 when I went to Rome for the Final Four, the World Championships. I met Rich Lamborn, David Lee, and Clay Stanley. And even before I I met them in Rome, I was already kind of, um, I have introduced myself. I think we met at a volleyball event, I think it was in 2009. Uh, the World League, but anyways, I I saw them in Rome, and when they saw me, they had this like surprised look on their faces, like they were shocked to see me there. The first thing that I think it was Rich, like, "Hey man, what are you doing here?" And I was like, "Hey, I'm here uh, because I got invited to come here uh, as Bollywood, and yeah." And they were just. Well, at first they were shocked, and then they just said, you know what, hey, you're doing great things, Uh, keep it up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Up to that day, I still remember um, how I felt because the guys were very encouraging, and I felt their support. Um, I think that really kept me going to just do more things for the team and for the players. And, yeah, and also I called Dolph Beal, you guys, when I first started Wollywood, the former president of USA Volleyball. Um, I talked to him and introduced myself to him, and since I was still like starting, uh, he kind of seemed not to care who I was or what I was going to do for the team. But hey, I I did what I felt I had to do and reached out to him, and I still think that no guts, no glory. So up to this day, it's still one of my proudest moments. Um, Other than that, um, you know, meeting players. uh, I think that's really one of the highlights. And, of course, meeting some fans of Bollywood when I go to a different country and they say that they follow me and, you know, I do a good job, etc. These are just so rewarding. And I feel so blessed that they just fuel me to do more and to just keep going. So, yeah, there you go.
2: Yeah, like we've only done like a handful of episodes, but we've found that... Especially for this sport, the players are really keen for people to be doing this sort of thing and trying to spread the word and build it. And so like these players that we're sort of humbled to be speaking to are really thankful to, that, that we're doing it in the first place. Yeah, I, you
1: know what, nowadays with social media, um, what we do, what you guys do, what I do, I think it just really helps the sport, promote the sport, promote the athletes, and put it out there that, hey, we have some really amazing people in our sport that the world needs to know. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I, I, I agree. And I, I just don't think that, if, if you look at, I, I use this all the time, but over here, Ace, we've got, like, soccer is massive. So when there's a soccer game on, for example, if it was volleyball, and Engerpeth did something really that was a highlight, People would phone up radio shows or podcasts and have an opinion on it and there's nowhere in the world for volleyball fans to have an opinion if that makes sense and that's how I feel that we want us to be I want us to be a a place where people eventually can have an opinion and we can talk about it
1: it's really sad but um, hey I was in London uh, during 2012 Olympics I was so happy that you guys had a men's team and a women's team competing and then it just disappeared and what I think a week ago you guys got more money for volleyball Two million,
0: I think. Oh, it's not that much, bro. Um, well, it is, but it, it's towards the grassroots um, of the game. So this is where we we have real big problems over here. We have uh, our there's two lots of funding. So there's Sport England, which is recreational, and then there's UK Sport, which is a, is elite. So for beach volleyball, we have a pot of money of seventy thousand pounds, which is what a hundred thousand US dollars, um, for mm-hmm. for two years. And that has to be split between probably four to six teams, uh, which is nothing. That doesn't that doesn't give you a season. or um, nothing. But then this grassroots level has near enough everything. So how do you get more members? How do you get more people playing from grassroots? But actually, from a senior team perspective, we don't really have anything.
2: But I guess it's it's the challenge, isn't it? Like, you know, you do you commit to the long term. And say right in ten years' time we'll have a we'll aim to have an elite team so we'll put the money into the grassroots.
0: No, they can't because what they the, they get the Sport England, for example, they want more coaches so all they do is worry about ticking boxes mm. and then there's no legacy to any of the money, which is sad. Um, that's just but my on, on record. That's just my opinion because I I still work yeah. with it. But
1: I'm crossing my fingers for you guys. I think you guys have a lot of talented athletes there in the UK. Um. yeah, so hopefully things work out, I think this is just a hopefully this is a good start and then you guys can you know, keep it going and sure. you guys have so many amazing athletes but yeah, crossing my fingers you for, for you guys
0: Have you had any, tell us some Bollywood nightmares, have you had any, like, have you had any crazy times where you just think, oh my god what am I doing here or funny stories on the road Ah uh,
1: okay, so more like uh uh forgettable experiences with players
0: yeah or or in general with your brand
1: um nothing horrible with my brand i think it's more of like um so i i'll put it this way so one of the challenges uh when i go out and represent my brand would have to be dealing with players who don't speak english um, yeah. It's kind of hard to kind of, uh, connect with that player and to kind of do my job when I'm there. You know what I mean? If the player doesn't speak English, um, it, it's really hard for me. It's a nightmare for me because I feel so helpless. I feel like there's nothing that I can do to kind of, you know, do something for that player and share it on Bollywood. Um, for example, the Russians, the Russian players, um, I'm not saying all of them, but let's say... Uh, I think he doesn't speak uh, a lot of English. So It's really hard for me to kind of do something or to interview him because I've seen him a few times, and it's always been uh, unsuccessful for me to do something. So I think that's one of the challenges. not a nightmare, but I think it's one of the challenges. Even with some of the Brazilian players, like last year at the World Championships, uh, it was hard to talk to them or to interview them. So, yeah, I think not a nightmare, but... Uh, But I think one of the biggest challenges would have to be dealing with athletes who don't speak a lot of English.
2: Well, it's it's funny because, yeah, the sport in general is the biggest in, like, Europe and Asia and South America. And so, you know, you're almost set up with that challenge to begin with.
0: Yeah. Yes, totally. Yes, I agree. I I can empathize with you there, Ace, because when I do the commentaries... um... Brazil and Russia are my two hardest to research with. And obviously you can look at the um, the records and how many Olympics and blah, blah, blah the people have won. But with the, with the United States, I can tell what college they go to and where they eat their favorite food and I can use it. And actually a, uh, a Brazilian once has messaged me saying, why do you know all this about the Americans but not about the Brazilians? And I'm like, it's easier to communicate with the Americans and the Brazilians don't, don't always want to be as open and yeah. as warm as that, so it's actually more difficult. It's not a bias thing, it's just the fact that it's difficult to... To get that information. Yeah, it's difficult to get it. You have to slog, slog very, very hard to get it. And the Russians, they're all very nice, but it's exactly the same. It's difficult to get on the inside.
1: Yes, yeah, totally. And also, I would like to give uh, Bruno Resende uh, a big shout-out. I think at the World Championship uh, last year in Italy, he was probably one of the most accommodating players the fact that he speaks good English I think that's a big plus Um, he stayed talking to all these press people so I was just like wow like this guy right here like he was probably talking to the press for 30 to 40 minutes I'd say I was so impressed that uh, I I think he gained more respect for me uh, seeing him do that so again Louis it's really hard to connect to you know Let's say Russian players or two yeah. Brazilians, but, but I, sure. that's where that's where the challenge comes in, and I think we just need to do our best to kind of, sure. you know, deal with the challenge.
0: I, I interviewed. Sorry, I interviewed Bruno as well and said exactly the same thing. Yeah. He was amazing.
2: I guess. I guess it's hard because you know the Brazilians are like superstars. You know what I mean? Like they, they, have, they have such a legacy of being such an incredible nation for volleyball yeah. that probably a lot of the time people want to hear from them. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I think so. It can be like, you know, I,
0: I think it's that. And also an, an English thing as well. I think what, what like, yeah, A, they're, they're superstars, but, but B, they're not renowned for speaking great English either. So I think Bruno, because he does speak great English, is one who's really open to, and keen to come and yeah, chat. To, to keen to talk to, which that, that's, that's really interesting. How did you find the, um, CUV gala dinner? That was pretty cool to get invited to. Oh
1: man, oh my goodness, up to this day, every single day I wake up, I still picture my, my days and my moments there in Budapest. Uh, I, I, so the backstory is that for so long, I was dreaming of going to the gala, and it finally happened last year. Man, that was probably, I, I don't know, no words could like exactly define how I felt when I was there. Um, it was just amazing. You know, I, I got to see all these, um, volleyball, big names in volleyball. I got to meet some of the world's best players and C V was very nice, very accommodating. And they put up a really amazing event, you know, putting all these, like bringing all the flags together that, that represent Europe in that, uh, in the venue was probably one of the highlights. It was just so beautiful to see all these flags and the kids were holding them and waving them, and I was just like, wow, CEV is really putting a great show here in Budapest. And also the fact that I witnessed the logo launch. So they are they are rebranding CEV, uh, their social media networks and sites, and they have a new logo. And they have all these amazing plans uh, moving forward, so it's it was amazing. It was just beautiful, unforgettable, and still one of the highlights uh, for me up to this day.
2: I guess we'll look out for our invite.
1: You never know. know. I, I didn't even expect because I I'm not from Europe, but to receive the invite from the president himself was just like, Wow, I need to be there, I need to do something, I need to go to Budapest and I did. So you, you guys, you never know. I, uh, I can true. attest to that. You just never know what's gonna happen next. If you guys keep doing great, um and you know, do something special for the sport, trust me you'll get an invite.
0: Have you um did, did the president's invite say, Dear Mr. Bollywood, Or did it say, um, um, Dear Ace?
1: I think it said, Dear Mr. Aces, which is my last name. Uh, I think that's how uh, it was written on the invite. I can't remember now because I just kind of went straight to the part that said, we are inviting you, et etc. Et so,
0: yeah. Is, it, is that how you got into volleyball? You're like, oh, my name is Aces. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that, that's the sport. That, that one's the sport for me.
1: Uh, I'm pretty much yeah.
0: I'm kidding. We, we play for the oh, sorry. I coach a team and they're called the Aces, mate.
2: Like there you go. Yeah. You have to come over uh-huh. and you can. We'll get you. We'll get you playing for us.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. The thing is, is uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's a very social team.
2: Um. What do you think? So, like, you know, you're you're at the absolute sort of, you know, cutting edge of everything that's going on in volleyball. What do you think are some of the biggest or the biggest challenge that's facing the sport at the moment?
1: Uh, okay. Um, as a fan, so not as volleyball. Okay. So as a fan of the sport, I think paying to watch volleyball, I think that is a challenge to a lot of fans who don't have the means to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the rise of, you know, for example, FIVB launched, um, volleyball TV, uh, I think it was last year. Um, I think as a fan, I was just like, well, I need to start paying now to watch my favorite sport. Um, but why? Uh, I know that they have the, the goals. They have, um, you know, they have their own, what do you call this, uh, obligation to fulfill marketing-wise. But I think as a fan, it's really hard to kind of pay for uh, volleyball. You have to pay to watch volleyball, like to watch my favorite teams, to watch my favorite yeah. players. Um, I think that is a challenge in a way that, hey, not all of us can afford, so what can we do now for us to watch it?
0: For sure. Do do you think it's like, because usually it's like five pounds per tournament, I don't know, maybe what, that's seven, eight bucks for a a World Champs? See, I, I, I sort of sit on the other side of this a bit because it's my, I guess my career as well. I see it from a fan's point of view, but I also see where they're trying to take the game on the back of these projects. So for the VNL and things like that, money that's going to get back, it's going to get reinvested into better TV, uh, better analysis, better cameras, better graphics, and a better sort of show for the fans in the arena
2: as well. But but I guess it's like it's like where do you where do, you, where do you start that? But like where do you start that? Do you do you just get the fans on board first by just giving out the content to start with, and then move to something like that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you you sort of. Do you do you try and fund it to make it really high quality or do you just get people involved first? Yeah. I guess it's the challenge. But isn't it?
1: I, but they did it, um, I think a year before they did uh you know, they they showed their matches on YouTube, which was great because I that was probably the best uh, one of the best things that they that they did to kind of provide uh, volleyball matches fe- featuring their best teams, the best players uh, for free, which was on YouTube. That was great. Like it turned out, I could see the view counts, and I was just like, "Wow, this is really great." And then you know they launched uh, Volleyball TV, which I, which I highly respect. Um, but again, like I think it's a challenge for those who don't have the means yeah, to pay I, for it. I uh, completely
0: see where you're coming from for sure.
1: And you guys, I would also like to add that you know if if let's just say I'm paying um, $10 to watch something. And then guess what? All these random sites, pages, or YouTube channels are showing it for free or, you know, kind of pirating the, 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 the video, the content I'm paying for. Um, it's, it's kind of not fair. And I, and this is one of the things why I do not post those kind of illegal video, uh, sites. Uh, showing these matches, it's my way of respecting the F-I-V-B, C-E-V. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I stopped sharing links now. Um, and, yeah, I just kind of wanted to put it out there that there are some pages who show all these matches for free on Facebook, for example. And at the same time, if I'm paying for it and then I see that there's a page showing what I'm paying for, I think that's really annoying, right? It's frustrating. Yeah. So I think if it to charge people to watch volleyball then i think they also need to control these pages um showing it for free because if i'm paying for something and other people are are just watching it for free then it's not fair but yeah
0: for sure and also the other thing that that works on over here is gambling websites so you you can just log into a gambling website and you can you can watch it for free too which which also um doesn't make much sense
1: but but you know what I mean though. Like if I'm paying for something here in the US to watch it, and then you know there's a gambling website that shows it for free. All you need to do is log in. Then it it's annoying. It's frustrating, right? If yeah. I'm spending ten dollars and then someone's watching it for zero dollars, it's just it doesn't make sense to me, and it's not fair.
2: And it would probably be that if if everybody was. If everybody that could be, everybody that was watching it was paying for it, it probably wouldn't be as expensive. You know what I mean? They'd probably bring down the cost.
1: Yeah, and also, you guys, by the way, I think it's a good thing. It could have been a good thing that, you know, how Netflix or Hulu does it, that they allow you to use their services for free. Let's say for seven days, there is a trial period. I think that would have been better. Like, you know, if I want to start paying for something, can I, can I, have a few days to get the feel of things like how it works what it does for me does it meet my expectations uh am i seeing high quality videos i think to give um audience or fans these free trial or free days to kind of connect with the with the services or with the website or with what you're offering i think that is also a great step you know what i mean like you kind of have this chance to Explore what you're paying for, and then in seven days' time, you make a decision if you want to keep paying for it or if you just want to cancel.
2: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And and that you you could even sort of modify it a bit. And if you had like a three day tournament or something, you show you give them the first day, you know, or if it's like a two week tournament, exactly that. You show them the first half for free, and then people are like, Well, I want to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah,
1: especially nowadays, that millennials are so picky with what they pay for. Yeah. Um, You know, when you go to a store, you know, most stores have a return policy, right? You can return the item in 30 days or seven days if you don't like it. So I think that it's also a good thing for all these sites who ask you to pay for uh, volleyball videos that, hey, you get three days or seven days to watch our content for free. And then after that, you make a decision. I think that would have been a great step or that could be a good step for you know all these entities uh, who are charging to connect with
0: the volleyball fans I, yeah, I mean these are just my thoughts yeah I, I agree I, I see it from a, a because I work in, in television and see how much all this sort of costs and the time and the effort and the expertise that goes into this this sort of thing I, I know that they have to make the money back and to pay for the expertise they have but at the same time I understand that it's it's the fans that, that yeah that, that's what matters and, and I do agree um you are a very knowledgeable man, Ace. When it comes to volleyball, <laughs> correct or incorrect? Um, close to be correct, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: so we have um,
2: a little game for you. Yeah, it's called Volleywood okay. or Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna give you we're gonna give you a name, and. We want you to tell us if they are a volleyball player or if they are a Hollywood actor. Oh, easy, go for it. <laughs> uh, he's called it early. He's confident. All right, Ace.
0: Game, game one. Because we've done some, we've done some digging. Okay, so, so I say Bollywood
1: or Hollywood, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Or maybe now Bollywood because the Indian league started. As well. <laughs> <laughs> the Indian league has now right. started.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, so the first one Mark Paul Gossela Bollywood or Hollywood
1: (laughs) you know
0: what I actually
2: have a few seconds to Google it I'm kidding oh yeah no we trust you um Ooh. Ooh. That was actually Hollywood. He was Zach from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Did you watch Save by the Bell? No, you guys, no. <sighs> okay, can we just do it as a trial or kind sort of
0: like
1: uh, a test? Okay,
2: that was that yeah. was your warm up. That was the warm up so Okay, up yeah,
1: uh, yeah, go okay. okay. Okay, I'm I'm gearing up, go for it.
0: Okay. Helia Souza. Volleyball,
1: volleyball.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Correct. For a bonus point, who does she play for? And do you know anything about her? Uh, I don't. No, no. Brazilian fe- Brazilian female. Um bronze from Sydney, but that's one point. That's, okay, a, that's got one. correct. Good job. I got one.
2: Uh, <laughs> Alright, number three. Wagner Mora. Oh, I got it. Correct. Yeah, one so, of the stars of Narcos.
0: I, I don't know how much of a star of Narcos. I just Googled, <laughs> I just Googled it. And <laughs> picked the one that turned like a volleyball player. Right, so 2-1 to you. Number. What is it, best of three or best of five? Uh, we're going to keep going for a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Salman Khan. Bollywood, Hollywood, or Bollywood? Salman Khan. Um,
1: okay, probably I, I this would be uh, my first uh, error. It would be Hollywood.
0: Correct. Correct. Yeah, we'll give you that one. Good read. Right. Three one to you. All right. No, it's 3-0, Lewis. <laughs> 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 <Nice>.
2: <laughs> All right. Next, one. next next one. Okay. Peter Blanche. Oh, Hollywood. Oh
0: yeah. That's that's
1: I think he's a 96
0: uh, with a gold medalist, right? Yeah, he's... Oh, should we give a bonus point for that? Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah he's, he's crushing it. Um, Good job. All right, one more. Yeah, one more. Yamila Niztich. How
2: do you spell the last name? Oh, but
0: you're an, <laughs> internet, you're an internet guru. <laughs> N-I-Z-T-I-C-H
1: oh she's from she's from argentina so hollywood <sighs> yeah, yeah
0: plays outside for navarra well yeah what, she's in the roster you've got to give it to him
2: hey hey you know zero, right? you know your and stuff you all right.
0: there you yeah, were support. there you were getting all nervous over mark paul grosella right? <laughs> 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 wanting it to be a warm-up
1: um <laughs> uh, what five zero
2: yeah, yeah. Volleyball, Fine. yet again. i <laughs> <you laughs> anybody I else. guess. I guess we can let you keep going then yeah. with
0: volleyball <laughs> posting. Yeah, that's why you have 800,000 800, followers on Facebook. Um, good, good job. Very good. Very quickly, uh, a quick, a quick fire round, four or five questions. Who's your favourite player? Oh, uh, forever
1: Lila Barros from Brazil. Oh, why? Oh. Uh, because. I grew up watching her, and she is left-handed, and she is not the tallest, opposite hitter that you would see. Um, she is very passionate, very uh, intense, a great leader, a great player. Um, and now she's just—I think she is in—she's um, in Brazilian politics. But anyway, I grew up watching her, and she was just amazing. Uh, she just blew me away as, with her skill and the love for the sport. So yes, Leila Barros, number great
2: forever. Um, what's your favorite team?
1: Oh you guys, it's hard. Um, can I just say like teams or no? Yeah, yeah.
0: Sure.
1: Uh at the moment it would be China, Italy, and Brazil.
0: In in men's or women's?
1: That's women's.
0: Men's or men. It would be uh
1: Italy, Poland, and USA.
0: Who do you think the best coaches are in the world, men and women? I'm sorry, coaches you that? Yep. Um, for women,
1: it would be Long Tank. For the men, it would be Coach Taznik of Serbia.
0: Nice. Who's the best pro you've ever met? The best
1: why? The best pro. Men or women?
0: Uh, you choose.
1: Uh, yeah, you choose.
2: Uh, gosh. Uh, Aaron Russell. Nice. Cool. Do you have a favourite player?
0: I do. Oh, do we ask that? I... Yeah, we, are, we asked oh, that Oh, sorry, one. I asked that already.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Which country do you think has the best league, men and women?
1: Italy. Italy for
2: men and Italy for women. Good call. Uh, who do you think is going to win the Olympics? For the men's side,
1: it would be Poland. For the women's, it would be China.
2: Yeah, that's probably that's, good choices. Good choice. <laughs> beach
0: choices. or is beach not your thing? Uh, for beach,
1: uh, I follow beach volleyball. Uh, for the men's side, it would be. The Vikings, uh
2: mm-hmm. Andy Mole and Christian Thorum. yeah For the witness it would be I hope
0: so. It would be um Ludwig and Kozuk. Nice. I'm not sure if I'm S- uh-huh. Still quick fire questions. What did the C E V serve you for dinner at the gala?
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, you got I cannot remember. They served so many food, but I remember having steak and a really nice salad.
2: Did they have a volleyball-shaped cake?
1: No, they didn't. Ah,
2: well. <laughs> damn. Um,
1: does
2: it even count as a gala dinner then? Sorry. <laughs> um, right. Does it even count as a gala dinner if they don't have a volleyball cake? <laughs> uh, I guess,
1: yeah, but they had a lot of volleyball stuff going um, the entire night, so yeah.
2: Cool.
0: What's coming in the
2: future? Bollywood.
1: More original content, I hope so.
2: Brilliant. Now, um, if you've listened to any of our episodes before, you you'll know that we have a segment. Actually, uh, you wrote an article about this segment, our Dream Seven.
1: Go for it, yes. So
2: we're going to put you on the spot a little bit here, unless you've had unless you've prepared. But because you are you are the absolute uh, volleyball guru, so we're going to open it up a bit bigger for you. So we want from you, we want a men's Dream 7, a women's Dream 7, and then a dream beach pair for the men's and women's.
1: Okay. So is this post-2016
0: Olympics or all-time?
2: All-time. You can pick them from, from any generation, from anywhere.
0: Um, and as, as we've said to okay. everybody else, Ace, you can be on that team. <laughs> you can, um, you can, you can give yourself a I, I, I could
1: be their social media manager. <laughs>
0: You, you, you um, do whatever makes you happy, I think, but.
1: I think to be more relevant, I would just say maybe post, Uh, I think starting from 2016. I think, you know, I, I, I mean, after saying all the names, I could kind of also uh, give out uh, my best seven from the nineties. Cause you know, I grew up watching volleyball from the nineties, but anyways. Um, yeah,
0: give okay, us that so... team
1: too, if you want the nineties, the
0: nineties throwback.
2: Yeah, whatever you want, give us as much as you want, as you can. Okay. So let's start with current so my current best seven women Uh,
1: starting with drum rolls uh, (laughs) setter it would be alicia glass
0: from the
1: united states
0: good cool world championship set uh winning setter
1: yes 2016 bronze medalist
0: uh, olympic bronze medalist uh and then opposite hitter
1: um Boscovich man I love her she's a lefty
0: yeah too so
1: I love her are you a Um, Southpaw
0: ace yes I
1: am yeah me too uh, right we're awesome I'm
0: kidding I'm I'm meter 67 so I'm not really awesome I can't hit the ball on the floor
1: (laughs) (laughs) but hey Boscovich I think is just amazing um so that setter is Alicia Opposite is Boscovich. Outside hitter number one, Zhu uh, Yeah, No doubt. Uh, Outside hitter number two, Kim Yong Kong from Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, middle blocker number one, it would be uh Melina rasic from Serbia.
0: She makes every team, uh, Nicole.
1: Yes. Then middle blocker number two would be, man, I'm torn. It could be Fabiana Claudino of Brazil. Mm-hmm. Or me, I'm from China. Um, They could just kind of, you know, sub each other out. I'm kidding. Um, Mm. And then for the, what am I missing? Oh, uh, Libero. Libero, it would be, men, Libero, Libero. It would be, oh, uh, Monica DiGennaro from Italy.
2: Good choices. All right, so that's your women's team. What's your men's team look like?
1: Uh, so 2016 and current, it would be Setter. it would be Simone Gianelli of Italy.
0: Good yep. call, I like it.
1: Uh, um, opposite hitter would be Matthew Anderson from the United States. Yeah. Yep. Outside hitter one, it would be Wilfredo Leon of Poland. Mm-hmm outside hitter number two it would be let me see um I love Kubiak Mikhail Kubiak the, the just the intensity and the leadership and his personality on the court he has so much swag so Kubiak would be my other outside hitter um, middle blocker number one it would be Srico Lishnak of Serbia I'm not sure if I'm saying the name right but yeah that's,
2: uh, that's, that's there, a good call. Mikhail, sounds good to us
1: the other middle blocker would be uh, Lukas from Brazil.
2: Big
0: dude.
1: And Libero would be
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, of oh, France. Yeah. Right. I, I love, I like that. I like GMLE and I like the fact that you've put um, Lishniak in there too. Like, I love Serbian middles. I think they're, they're the best in the world. Yeah. That's
2: awesome. All right, now on the beach, who would you pair up? They can be from any country, Who would you put together on the beach for the men's and women's?
1: Uh, For the men's, it would still be the Vikings. I think no one can replace them. I think they complement each other really well, Andy and Christian. So for the men's, it would be still Andy and Christian from Norway. Uh, For the women's, I want um, Sarah Pavin and Ludwig uh, from Germany to team up. Cool. And hopefully the winning team.
0: That's... That's a good call, Ludvig Pavin. I thought you. I you were going to squeeze April Ross in there at some <laughs> point, but that's that's really um. You Ludvig would would play left side, Pavin right. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Good. And, good and choices. What, what about your throwback team?
1: Throwback. Um. Okay. So nineties. Okay. I probably would say the Cuban women's
0: team. Do <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? I, but, uh, I can't believe nobody has even mentioned any of them in their female Dream 7. They just hit over the top of everything, ever.
1: Because I think, and I could be wrong, because I think the the, the best players that we have um, or the, the best players that have guested on your podcast, I think they're kind of like in the, they were born in the 90s? Yeah. Or maybe, 2000, like Boscovich. I think she was born, uh, uh, what? Uh, yeah. Late 90s.
0: Like 2000.
1: <laughs> but I would have to say the Cuban women's team. Okay, so the best team from the 90s would be Cuba women's team. My dream team, my throwback, it would be Stutter. It would be, can I use Feng Kun, uh, 2004 Olympic champion. She's from China. Yep. Uh, opposite hitter, um, not from the 90s though, but it would
2: be Shayla Castro uh, from Brazil. name uh,
1: middle blockers, uh, uh, probably both of the Cuban players, Regla Torres and Magali Carvajal. And outside hitter one, it would be Mireya Luis, of course, who could forget her? And outside hitter number two, I would choose Genia Artemanova of Russia. And Libero, uh, we didn't really use a lot of Liberos back in the 90s, but.
2: Probably in the two thousands, it would be Fabio Brazil. Brilliant! So, yeah. what a, what a, you you really know your stuff. You're blowing my mind. I thought Louis knew a lot about volleyball. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: it's it's un- unbelievable how you're. You've obviously had time to think and prepare, but you're picking out some great players, some really great players. It's um it's been interesting to to yeah to bounce off you. Um, finally, mate. Like just. Great job, and yeah. congratulations for for everything you've done. Keep it um, up! Like things.
2: this, the sport needs people like you that just love it and want to promote it and want to spread the word and get people. And just how selfless you are with it all—it's uh, really fantastic.
1: That. Uh, people. They need more of us, right? That exactly. Be, they need more of us because you guys do something for the sport too. So yeah. that's awesome. And keep up the great work, you guys. Well, brilliant. Oh, thank you so
2: much. Thank you so much for joining right. us, Bollywood. It's been absolutely fantastic.
1: No, thanks for having me. Cam and Louie, you guys are great. Thanks for having me. Good luck. And hey, the sport needs more of us. So yes.
0: You're a legend. Enjoy your Sunday, mate. Thank Enjoy. you so much. Take care. From... Take, take,
1: take, take care, you guys. Bye.
0: Bye. So that was our interview with Bollywood for me and cam that's all we've got time for on freeball the volleyball podcast we're keeping it short and sweet for you today but please make sure you keep liking us freeball pod on instagram freeball the volleyball podcast on facebook and please keep interacting keep getting involved with everything that we're doing and we can't wait to see you again very very soon